could be George Carlin, right? Like the uh, the George Carlin bit goes goes something like this. He says, "Yeah, he says it's amazing. You go to funerals and and people always say something nice about the guy. They go, ah, oh, Bob, yeah, poor Bob's gone." And then Tom, look at him lying there. Poor Tom, uh, we're gonna miss him. And and Sammy, yep, Sammy's gone too. But Ed, that motherfucker, he's still alive. <laughs> That was George Carlin, not yeah. me. So That's, you may have to go. Light. I love George Carlin. I, I miss George Carlin. Yeah, I, I don't think I could ever quite reach uh, even the uh, the expletives that he actually uh, used. He, he got away I mean, with I, them. I, I can swear it kind of made sense. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, there's a difference between George Carlin and Andrew Dice Clay. You know, if you got an Andrew Dice Clay out there doing, oh, I mean, that's that's completely different. I mean, granted, it, it, everything is is different with context, but you know, I I don't think Andrew Dice Clay, though, you know, probably I thought he was funny when I was younger. I, I can understand how people can find him extremely offensive now. I'd probably be even be offended by some of the things he said now. But George Carlin was a lot smarter. His had a lot more of a. Um, a point to the jokes for sure. not necessarily shock value for sure. And then very well said, I, I think, I think dice was always about the shock, you know, element of it. Something that was totally unexpected where Carlin was wrote all his own stuff. Number one. Uh, but, right. but uh, just really uh, cerebral as opposed to, you know, just going for the laugh. He, and, and because he was cerebral, he didn't always get the laugh. <laughs> right. Exactly. But he made his point yeah, every single yeah. time with every single one. So, exactly. But yeah, that goes to exactly what we were saying earlier. George Carlin it was not popular by any means. I mean, popular from a, from a listener sense, from a, an audience sense, yes. But popular from the critics, he wasn't popular when he was alive. No. It was right after he died. Now he's this genius. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that that goes around, I think. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, so um, why don't we go ahead and, and introduce ourselves, and uh, I'll let you start off and, and kind of give a little bit of background. And Yeah, I'll, I'll just go real quickly. I, I'm John Quaddy. It's John, J-O-N. There is no H, so don't let me hear you saying it with an H. I can tell the difference. Johan, Johan, Johan. See, it's really obvious yeah. to me. I'm trying. <laughs> I have 40 years in the car business. Sounds like a long time, but I started when I was pretty Well, young. it does for people like me who just have 40 years of life. Ever. But my life was the car business. <laughs> Good comeback. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but I still count as what we do today, though, as part of the car business. So maybe I'm just painting it with a broad brush. Uh, I call myself an undeserving believer because uh, I am... I am definitely a sinner. So if you're ever watching me with what to do, I'm probably not the guy to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> beyond that, um, I am uh, I'm mostly optimistic. I would not say I'm much of a pessimist. And uh, I think that um, that's just a better way to view things. One of my favorite trainers of all time, Jim Rohn, said, and I think he said this just before he died, uh, he said, it's not what back. Yeah, to death. I know we keep kind of going back what to is that today and death. He said, what's important is not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. And that has kind of driven a lot of, uh, what I, how I try to view things. And that's my nutshell. Oh, I like that a lot. Well, 
I'm good. I, it's hard to follow you. Maybe next time I should go first. <laughs> um, but that's just my narcissism in, in action. Uh, my name is Nick Kubik, um, and I have—I uh, have not been in the car business for forty years, but uh, I have been in this very interesting, um, very addictive business for the last five years. Uh, before that, I—I uh, I was in just regular, you know, all technology marketing things like that. I've—I've I've had a very interesting career. Uh, started with uh, live events and. And concerts, and all the way to uh, this this thing that uh, that I that is kind of taking over the world, uh, the digital marketing. So, uh, I I don't. I John didn't uh, Jahan didn't uh, <laughs> mention this, but he is uh, recording live from his studio in very close to downtown Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm here in very close to downtown Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that's kind of uh, something unique now. We've We've become friends through uh, through work. We work for the same company. I'm not going to mention which company that is right now, but uh, we uh, we became friends working together, and and uh, it's amazing what this wonderful thing called technology can do for us, where we can actually build a podcast while the two of us are sitting a few hundred miles away from each other. And it sounds like we're in the next room. Well, at least I hope it will. Once I get this whole editing thing done down, I probably will. It will indeed. That's kind of that's kind of me in a nutshell too. Beautifully done, sir. I really, really want to do the. No, this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Look, I'm in a nutshell. Help! <laughs> but I think that would kind of show how big of a nerd I really. I am. want you to do that, and then I will promise not to do the uh, Jim Gaffigan. Are you in a well? <laughs> how did you know I was in a well? <laughs> It just sounds like you're in a get um, out of the well. Get out of the well. All right, let's get out of this well. Um, <laughs> good transition, right? So, uh, John and I are going to be talking about uh, a lot of different things. This is not necessarily a podcast that's about one specific thing. We're just kind of two guys that just really enjoy talking to each other and and always. Uh, uh, oh, we're always very entertaining when we do. At least that's what the people that are listening to us say. So we thought that's another reason we decided to start this wonderful podcast. And and I think that's kind of where we're going to go with a lot of the topics that we're uh, we're going to discuss. And and who knows? We're we're always going to start with a plan because I am uh, one of those. I as I said earlier, a little bit of a nerd. I like to have a plan in place. But who knows where the conversation will end up? Uh, we'll start in a good place and end up somewhere uh, way, 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 way off course, which is one of the reasons we decided to call the podcast Potty Mouth. It's not your uh, your typical Potty Mouth. It's P-O-D-D-I-M-O-U-T-H. Uh, you can find us at PottyMouth.com. Is that singular and, uh, or plural? Us on I, I just want to social that. media networks. So uh, I, uh, and with you know, a it's y so new that potty I, I, it's plural. Yeah, so it's Potty Mouths. It's P-O-D-D-I. No, it's an I. Yep. M O U. Oh, I like this. I can hear this coming from miles away. So we have this. We have a. a our company's is a, a little weird. We actually we work for other companies um, in and doing what we do. Um, we are both kind of uh, marketing and media consultants. But one of our our close friends and and client um, is is very much obsessed with Mickey Mouse and and. Disney World. In fact, she just took her family again to how many times is to this, uh, you had to guess. the Magic Kingdom. And uh, um, when I was 
Yeah, this is crazy. Well, you know, one thing that's very unique about about this woman, she actually is one of very few people that has been to both Disneyland and Disney World in the same week. Oh, I thought you were going to say in the same day, and I was going to say, ah! Well, you know, it's it pretty darn close. If if she didn't, she actually had to go meet you somewhere, believe it or not. But huh. if if she hadn't had to stop and meet you, it probably would have been the same day. Um, wow. It was, uh, she had ended up in California for business and, and went into Disneyland for a day or a day, day and a half, something like that, and then flew to your meeting and then flew from your meeting the next day to uh, Florida with her family to go to Disney World. Awesome. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> but anyway, so I was talking to her just before the holiday and um, she had said uh, when she was telling me about her vacation, she hadn't told me where she was going yet. She just said she was going on vacation. And then she said, yep, going to go feed that rat. <laughs> yeah, that's I awesome. am from now on always going to call Mickey Mouse that damn rat. <laughs> and I think you mean that in a kind, tender way, just in case absolutely listening. I love Mickey Mouse. There we go. Donald Duck. I Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they neither wears pants. Or just one of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. See, we have a lot in common. Neither do I. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Hey, you, we did call this potty mouths. Yeah. I'm re I'm rethinking that now. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 leads me down. Uh, it, we had discussed earlier what we were going to talk about for the first uh, yeah. the first meeting we had, and, and kind of leads me in that direction. So one of the things, my my daughter, she's eight years old. She wants to go to Disney World so badly, and we want to take her. We just haven't really found the time, and and or you know where all all of our schedules uh, have matched up where we can take that much time. And of course, it's not cheap to do. So we, we've been planning this for a little while, but one of the ways we plan is by watching YouTube and we get sucked down that I'm going to call it the mouse hole because we're talking about uh, Mickey right now, mm -hmm. but we get sucked down that proverbial rabbit hole mouse hole whenever we're on YouTube and we get sucked into these programs and we will sit there thinking, oh, we're just going to spend 15 minutes to do a little bit of research. And then we end up spending hours just watching stuff. So we'll start with Mickey and then we'll end up on camping gear and then we'll end up on sailing <laughs> videos, which that's, that's my personal downfall. I get obsessed with all of these different sailing videos, these people that bought sailboats, they sold everything, bought sailboats, and now they're traveling around the world doing podcasts and vlogs and things like that. Uh, and, and also doing regular blogging uh, and and getting people to support their habit. There's, There's something you know, that's strangely attractive about that. And I'll admit in some of the sailing ones, okay, there are hotties and bikinis and, and things like that. And, be, and I'm sure of course. that's some sort of an accident that, you know, they don't purposely show that for the thumbnail or anything. Uh, wink, no, wink, no, not at all. Not, not. <laughs> uh, but, but the point is there's still something about it living in which admittedly is a confined space, but doing everything and, and really confined because you're on the water. <laughs> right. You can swim for long periods of time. I know. And so, I mean, you're confined within a confined space and, but there's something about that. Can you put your finger on that? No, I can't put my finger on that. I just think it's, you know, really 
honestly, and, and we talk about this in the business a lot. It if you look at some of these people, not all, but some of the people that are out there, they are they most of them would probably fall in what we call the millennial uh, age range, and and that's some that's a trend that we talk about. As I said in in our business in in marketing, that the millennials are looking for a lot less in life, a lot more when it comes to experiences, and a lot less when it comes to material things. So we're seeing this trend of people. And it, it may not be a trend. Maybe it's just the way we are we're able to see it now and and share these experiences through uh, video and through the internet. But at the same time, if if we look at it the way uh, our statistics say, a lot of people are moving to those smaller spaces, the tiny houses, the sailboats. Um, some people are moving into tents. They're moving off grid. They're trying to grow their own food and and live the way we used to live a hundred years ago. In many respects, with the use of technology. Um, I, I think that is a, a trend and, and part of it is just because it's getting so expensive to live in this world. I mean, it's, it's hard to, to work and make enough money to live the lifestyle that, and, and I'm speaking for myself again, I, I'm not trying to call you out on age, John, I really am not, but you know, in, with my parents, they lived a different lifestyle and, and they did it making a lot less money than I make right now. No, no question. So I, think and that's, and I think that's part of it. It's really a good point, Nick, because I, I mean, I, I think about that a lot while I'm sitting in my Cadillac and um, <laughs> they're, they're, you think I'm joking. I, mean, I, I do not think about it at all while I'm in the Cadillac, but I, I do have. I was going to say, you think about it when you're on your Harley. <laughs> Sometimes I do, yes. <laughs> That, the one that's parked next to your Corvette? It, it, I, I don't have a Corvette, but we know someone who does. Not anymore? No, I never oh, did. Oh, okay. I never <laughs> did. No, I'm not really a Corvette guy just because uh, I they're just so one-dimensional. Of course, so is a Harley, which sits in really my are. garage for four months now while it's bitter cold outside. But uh, uh, Oh, it's not that cold. Come on. It's too cold for a Harley because there's white <laughs> stuff on the ground this morning. You know Speaking of, strangely enough, I was uh, I was visiting a store. I, when I say visiting a store, I was one of our client stores. Um, I was visiting a store, and and the general manager, um, I'm sorry, the general sales manager inside that store was or is a Harley man, and um, they were talking um, with uh, another rep that was with me about riding motorcycles. And the rep I was with said, Hey, do you ride your motorcycle year round? And he said, absolutely. I've got hand warmers. I've got foot warmers. <laughs> I have this jacket I can wear that plugs into the air system to keep me warm. I'm going to ride all year round. And I'm just going, that's dedication right there. But he also, uh, just to bring back, go back to the point we were just talking about, he is of that generation where he can afford all of that stuff. And that's the, that's the lifestyle that he, he chooses to live. Something that, again, someone my, my age group or a little bit younger would you know, have a difficult time even fathoming. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you say that because I – and even years ago, uh, a buddy of mine whom I might describe as one of the greatest generation people also had a Harley and – and, and he was, I mean, I'm talking about 25 or 30 years ago, and and we were friends back then. He would ride the Harley year round, and his whole thing. He was six foot eight, and about 300 pounds, Holy moly. and so a big dude. But his whole reason for riding the Harley was it's got a lot more headroom than my car. 
And that was a good impression of him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he rode the Harley. <laughs> I like that a lot. I, I really yeah, pretty do. funny guy. But but this yeah. is a podcast of impressions. I can too. do some impressions. I'm getting better at them over the years. I can do impressions of a lot of people you don't know. <laughs> well, that's going to be good for our fan. <laughs> well, they, they, they'll never know if I'm doing well, it accurately. That's a good point. Have you heard Nick's impression of Bob Smith? Boy, I tell you what, he he nailed it. <laughs> Exactly. That's brilliant. That's that was supposed to be kind of like your, you know, how many, um, or, or the percentage of uh, statistics that are made up on the spot. <laughs> yes, I do know that. I use that all the time. By the way, I love that. It's so accurate. It really is. It's the best statistic I know. I know. It's probably the one that is closest to the truth. <laughs> true. Very true. I, I was actually I was talking to somebody about that the other day. We were we were talking about having a, another presentation or or a big uh, group event where we invite all of these different technology companies that come in and and the comment was, are, is this technology company going to um, say something completely different than what we're saying again? Even though we pulled the content from their um, research. It's, it's crazy. It, it, you know, it, it brings me back to, to school. One of the very first things I learned, um, in one of my business classes was, you know, it data is fantastic. We live for data. We need data to function, but data can be massaged and can tell any story that you want it to tell. It just is, it's completely based on how you present it. So it doesn't matter if 96 or 92% of all statistics are made up on the spot. It's how you present it that's the really the most important thing and and that's what's really going to make it true. Yeah, exactly. And and that is and it's true for your for your use, you know. It's it's funny how it's, it is massaged as you said beautifully that that uh, a lot of times for example, people will quote surveys that are hand raiser surveys where someone says, yes, this is how I feel, but they act in a way that's completely different than how they say they feel. And so we look at that from a data perspective and you go, wait a second, this is a false survey just because it's people saying, this is what I would do. And when they do something completely different that, that uh, is, is uh, averse to that, you, (laughs) you say, wait a minute. uh, No, you're, you're absolutely right. Well, within our business and, and the one of the th- products that we have at our disposal uh, is something that utilizes the technology of personalization, where people go and, and they look for things on the website or on, on the web. And then when they end up on your website, they have a personalized experience based on where you've searched. Well, there was a study done recently where customers were asked if they really liked or expected a personalized experience when they went to a website. And and this the study had its own website built uh, that had a personalization as oh so in other words they had some sort of they had some sort of a skin in the game yeah exactly yeah so they so what they they did and and for those of you who don't know what a personalized experience is think of Amazon so when you're searching and you're shopping and you're going to all these different websites and then you end up on Amazon magically all of a sudden the product that you're looking for shows up first that's personalization so. The customers, what we found, what the study found was that the customers didn't really understand what personalization was because they said, no, I don't want to personalize. I don't want them knowing anything about me. So when they shut personalization off and had the customers shop and go to this unpersonalized, give them this non-personalized experience, the customers were upset that they weren't getting what they wanted. 
but the problem was it wasn't that the customers the customers just didn't understand that they were there are they're getting they're being delivered a personalized experience on all of these and it's these based platforms. on their preferences so that's the the thing that you can't go wrong for anybody who doesn't like that sort of marketing just because it's invasive or whatever for us who understand it and I don't want to Absolutely. be without it because it saves me a lot of time and it's based right. on choices I have made. So, you know, it's not like I'm getting someone else's choices exactly. that have artificially exactly. been assigned to me. It's, it's not that the computers know who you are. It just knows what you've done. You know, now, now there's a lot of research that said, yeah. you know, with a lot of work and a lot of um, computer modeling, yes, we can figure out who you are and where you're from and, and can get you down to your address if they really wanted to. But there are how many millions of people or how many billions of people in this world? Is it, are they really, are there really that many people that are going to try to find out who every single person is? I doubt that. Well, and not only that, but if you're a true marketing company, which, which most of these are, it doesn't serve you any purpose by identifying the person beyond exactly. what, what their interests are. So anyway, yeah, we could go into this very deeply, but it, it's a really cool opportunity for us, I think, um, just as consumers to say, well, this isn't a bad thing. I sort of like that if I'm looking at uh, uh, bags for handbags or purses uh, online at Amazon, which I never would, but let's just say I would. The next time I go there, they may show me shoes or they may show me gloves or they, and, and it's based on what I have done in the past. And if most consumers really are, are not, uh, I don't have a problem with that. No. Or, and if they, they do only when they think about it, but when it's actually happening, they don't. And I mean, more importantly, what's wrong with a Merce? They're very nice. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it, as long as you have the one with a strap that goes across the shoulder. I think that's, right. well, that's the secret. I would expect that. I mean, they, they do call that a, a messenger bag and, and most messengers ride bikes, which you do. So, you know, it just fits in perfectly. Yeah. Cause that would go over really big if I wore that on the Harley. Yeah. 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 Well, I hear you're big in China. <laughs> and silverware. Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, hey, so let's, uh, let's, just, let's just go back. Cause I want to, I, I want to stick with what you were talking about with the, sailing and and maybe just bring to to light the point that I tried to make about how there's something attractive about the fact that you're in a confined location uh, mine have been RVs and I and it's inexplicable why I'm suddenly a fan of RVs I've never had one I do not want one parked in my driveway my wife does not want one parked in my driveway. Right. And so it, it it's really funny that you bring that up because that has actually been a topic of conversation in our house recently as well. So go on. I was just, I was well, adding. No, no, no. In which part? Like the, the driveway part or the, the interest in just it? How does one. your wife we, look at it? Well, she doesn't want, I'm the same way. We don't want it parked at the house. We don't want, we, we don't want it in the backyard. We don't want any of that, but it's, I think part of it for us, it was that rabbit hole. We watched sailing videos and then all of a sudden the sailing videos, some of the sailing videos that I watch, they, they've either come from or are transitioning to uh, an RV life or van life. That's the big one, van life. Mm-hmm. So taking an old panel van and turning it into a small camper. Um, so we, we've really been diving into that as well and, and starting to watch some of, of that 
as as more and more people are moving to to that sort of lifestyle. Um, most of the things that we watch, though, are people that don't have a house, so they don't have a garage or a, or a driveway to worry about. Um, the full time they're doing full it full time, time. Yeah. and that's definitely not something that we want to do, especially having an eight year old child who is is um, one of my favorite words that she still can't pronounce is rambunctious. She says rambunctious, <laughs> so she's very rambunctious. <laughs> Yes, but there are some of the full timers that have kids as well, and they homeschool them. And I mean, I don't think we have the patience for homeschool. Well, and you could farm it out. I guess there are some who have admitted to that as well. So, but but not full timers. Usually, it's the part timers who who do that, and they still send their kids to school. But um, but I'm talking about serious part timers. That one uh, group is called the uh, Keep Your Day Dream. And Mark and Trisha, they're, uh, they've got 157,000 subscribers. So if you think this is not something that, that there are crazy people like us who follow that stuff, they've, they've got just uh, thousands and thousands of subscribers that are paying attention. So therefore, they make money doing it. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting concept, but they just do it part time. 80,000 miles a yeah. uh, I think so far is what they put on. Oh, wow. I wouldn't mind. I I think it would be kind of fun to do the part-time thing, but you know, one, one problem that uh, I don't think you suffer from because uh, you know, I've, I've seen pictures of your wife and I I know you personally, but one thing that my wife and I have uh, that, that kind of gets in our way is, is our looks. Uh, I don't think we would have a successful vlog if we went on the road with it. Well, shut up. It's, it's, there, <laughs> I will admit there are, are a couple who are, if you go to van life, yeah, that's that. There's a Max and somebody. Uh, yeah, she's Canadian. Max and, uh, she's oh, hot. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's, speaking it's of Max that, and Irma, I, I know I, that. <laughs> they actually have a book that just came out, and I ordered it thinking it was an actual book, but it's actually a digital book. Um, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Hmm. Um, and they also, I think it's the same ones. They're Canadian. So they sell tea, right? Uh, That's I what their know. business is. I don't know. I think that, yeah, I think they have a business where they sell tea. If I'm thinking of the right ones. I mean, there's several of them. Yeah. Um, there's another one that uh, the gentleman is Australian. And I think That's the, the one I'm talking. Is, yeah. That's the okay, one I'm talking. Okay. So the ones that are, they're in Central or South America now, Central or South America. Okay. Right? I guess. Vans to me. I'm yeah, I'm I'm running in the let's just say the heavy linebacker to lightweight lineman weights right now. <laughs> so van life for me is more like a compact car life. So I, I need the yeah. bigger, bigger RV. So I don't put my linebacker. You need a, a toy hauler so you can take your Harley. I do need a toy hauler and and if I get a lot bigger, I, I it'll be me in the back probably in the garage. <laughs> Oh boy. I, I think, I think not. No. Um, <laughs> so you're looking for, you, you actually want to do the RV life, the camper life, which there are a lot of, um, a lot of videos out there that, that have, uh, the people that live in the RVs. In fact, one yeah. of the, our favorite sailing videos, uh, it's, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Gone with the Winds, and the Winds is spelled W-Y-N-N-S, mm-hmm. Gone with the Winds. And they started their, their podcast channel several years ago uh, as they were traveling around the country in their RV. And then they sold the RV and transitioned into a catamaran and now are sailing uh, sailing around the 
the world in a catamaran. They're wow. in the South Pacific right now. So wow. Yeah, that's where I'd like to be, especially since we woke up with an inch of snow. Is that, did I mention that? Yeah. Uh, did I mention that it was 70 degrees here yesterday? Yeah, we have a <laughs> bad connection <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I you know, if it makes you feel any better, we have training this week, which you are aware of. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll see you down here. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have training this week, and, and everyone – from the south, because Nashville is, it's not in the middle, but it's kind of close to the middle. So the people from the south were, were kind of saying, you know, it's not going to be too bad. The people from the north were really excited because it was 70 degrees here all weekend. Um, but now, uh, this week starting out, today is the warmest day of the week, and it's supposed to be a high of 46, and everything else is going to be sub 40. So there are a lot of very disappointed people coming down here this week um, that were looking forward to a, a little break from either the heat or the cold hmm. well i feel so bad you should I, you should actually, i don't because it's gonna be i know 20s and 30s up here oh man yeah i kind of miss that I, I really do so going back to our van life people and some of the the rvs that we've been watching lately rv stuff that we've been watching lately a lot of them are canadian maybe it's a canadian thing with the van life and the rvs um because have you noticed that a lot of the um, a lot of the people that are putting up these vlogs that live in their their mobile unit, um, they're Canadian. There are several. even some of the tiny houses. Yep. Yeah, there are several. And or maybe and they're I, just. Well, I, I think there's a, there's that's too faceted because I think uh, Canadians are easy to listen to. First of all, so if you they really are, and they're always very good looking. Well, not always. Um, <laughs> but, but we could devolve into a healthcare discussion. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but but it's it's true. I, I think that they're just they're kind people. Typically, they are easy with the sing songy voices. And if I were to put my finger on something, that's what it would be with the attraction of some of these channels. And so it's not just RVs that I'm spending a lot of time on on youtube but also um some of these outdoors guys have you seen any of those yeah the the um they live not less than they live but they go out and they try to uh um sustain themselves off of the land yeah so here's this woods, are you about? Yeah. joe robinette or robinette who's from the up actually but i think they just moved to canada if i'm not mistaken but he's he's this nice guy and just has this just a unique way about him. And he just camps in the woods for sometimes, you know, overnight, but sometimes 10 days at a time and builds shelters and, and just kind of that outdoor sort of thing. He has 953,000 subscribers. He's got almost a million subscribers. Incredible. And, and, you know, you, and another guy, um, uh, Sean uh, James is his name. My Self Reliance is his channel, and he built a log cabin in the the woods. I think it was in Alaska. I could be wrong. Maybe no, it right. was Canada. Forgive me. But uh, he did it all with hand tools. <laughs> right. And I watched this guy. So, and he what, got six hundred forty four thousand subscribers. It's it's crazy. Wow. That I mean, that's it's incredible, and I, I, I really going back to your your earlier question about can you put your finger on it? I, and maybe maybe my my uh, idea about the millennials is is a little bit off. I really do think that's probably, I, I do think that's accurate, but at the same time, 
I think the reason a lot of these people are getting subscribers and a lot of followers is there are a lot of us. I, I am one of these. Uh, I'm included in this. You know, I would love to have a van and travel around the country and, and see see my own country and also travel around uh, neighboring countries to see what the world is made up sure. of. We have a very unique um, ability and opportunity to be able to do that now. Uh, and then the same with the sailing. My wife and I want to retire in a sailboat. You know, and and a lot of these other rabbit holes. I would love to go camping in the woods and, and build shelters and, and do that. But the reality of it is, I'm probably never going to be able to do any of that. You know, maybe maybe my wife and I'll have a sailboat, but it's probably going to be on the lake that's about an hour away. Uh, do, will we ever circumnavigate the uh, the entire ocean? I, I have a, a feeling that probably will never happen. And it's it's just you know, by the time we have enough. Uh, money or, or feel that we're in a place to, to be able to do that, we're probably going to be too old. Um, or, you know, it, it's, I don't know if we're ever going to be feel comfortable enough not to have a certain safety net that we feel, not that it's true, but that we feel we have when we own a house and we own property and things like that. It, it kind of, it um, kind of feels I, I like think, it, and I'm sorry to interrupt. It feels like it's one, no, you're fine. one dimensional to me, Nick, where it's, it's like, um, uh, I like to do a lot of different things and with work. That's true too. So if, for me, if, if I'm intrigued by something, uh, you know, I like to do that, but then next week I like to be doing something else because it keeps it fresh. Exactly. And, and so I don't know, I, I would think uh, I'd get in an RV or get in a sailboat and we'd be gone for a week and a half. And I go, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll sell the sailboat yeah. now. <laughs> you yeah. start all over again. Well, and, I, you're exactly right, and I know I drive my wife nuts with this because you know one day I'll be talking about getting a camper van and and just traveling, and then the next day I'll be talking about a sailboat. The then the third day way. I'll say, you know, I'm going to go get my pilot's license because I really want an airplane. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe you and I should get a boat uh, and a camper van. I'll buy one, you buy the other, and an airplane, and then our wives are going to be mad yeah. when we leave them. But uh, if we put them up They're, at a Marriott, my oh, wife well. is way more a glamper than a camper. <laughs> if you put her up at a Marriott, they'd be fine. Mine too. Yep. No, I, I, I think that that's a good plan. We'll we'll park the, the sailboat down in the islands. Then we'll we'll take our airplane and we'll fly it back to yep. the camper. And, you know, we'll vlog the whole I way. Flaming hey, guys, this is us getting in the car. Going in. Oh, I, I already knew okay. that. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, John. Thank you. Jahan. <laughs> Going to have to change your name to Jahan. Oh, fine. <laughs> it's a small price to pay right <laughs> oh boy <laughs> but anyway it's amazing and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we go through that same thing because truly when you and I first mentioned that Nick it was it was uh it was unplanned and I was confessing to you oh, I'm watching these stupid videos about RV yeah me too have you seen the sailing ones <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I have. <laughs> it's uh, obviously, we, if, like you said earlier, you look at the subscribers. There are thousands of people that are doing the exact same that thing, are and, just and I as do think stupid it, as we are. That's what I tell exactly, my wife all the time. Exactly. Uh, and it's. I think it's just a way for us to feel like we're getting away. Going to to both my point and to yep. your point. You know, we, you and I, and and the rest of these people, they we can't figure out exactly, or we can't figure out which one we want to do. And we don't think we could sustain doing each one of them for a long period of time. So we look at these videos going, Oh, I could do that. But at the same time, 
we're probably never going to do that. And this is just our outlet. And this is how, you know, other people we're living vicariously through other yep. people and getting those experiences. And we're not alone. Um, and we're not alone, not at all. Uh, and, and is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I, I think you might be, but you know, I, I'm not positive about that. <laughs> I'm an amateur. Um, yes. What would a psychologist say about that? Yeah. You know what? Uh, it, well, you know, you can, you can look at just to interject, you can look at, all of the, well, RVs, for example. And yeah, I spend an inordinate amount of time on RV trader for somebody who's not in the market for an RV. Um, but there are several of them that started out as $150,000 RVs that are now being sold, you know, 10 years later for, uh, for $25,000, maybe, maybe 30. Right? And they've got, you know, 60,000 miles on them because I know what happened. They bought them thinking the same thing. And then they go, yep. oh, they sat in the driveway for 15 years and got tire rot. And yeah. And I, I do the same thing. So I have an app that I just downloaded called Yacht All. And it's a whole bunch of used sailboats um, that are for sale all over the world. I, and I look at it going, oh, I could buy that one in Croatia. <laughs> It was a five hundred thousand dollar boat when it was brand new. Now it's only one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yes, perfect. And it's just in Croatia, which is really a hop. All I have to do is fly to Croatia, fly and sail back. (laughs) Right, exactly. We've already thought this. That's easy peasy. Yep, I would probably sink the boat halfway across. Well, if you make it halfway, that would be amazing. Thanks. I was giving myself more credit than I need. Because <laughs> I would definitely, at, at your, as I'm doing your eulogy, I would, uh, I would tell people all about. I'm surprised you. he even made it out of the the, the bay. <laughs> you're, over, you're an overachiever. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the other one I get sucked down to or sucked into is the tiny house. And, and I just think they're beautiful and they're fantastic. And, and it does two things. One, I'm like, Oh man, I could get a tiny house. It would be cheap. I'd put it on my own property and I'd live out there. Well, my wife and I, and it wasn't because we planned to, we lived in, in what we would consider a tiny house at one point, because, you know, life, life leads you um, through ups and downs. And, and we had a little bit of a down and, and we wanted to make sure that uh, we didn't end up in in the poorhouse, so we sold everything and bought some property and and lived in a trailer for a little while. And thought, okay, you know, we'll live in this trailer, tiny house living type of thing, and then we'll maybe either we'll either build a house or or if we don't like it, we'll move. We didn't. We thought this would be a two year plan, and then we would kind of you know evaluate where we were after two years. We didn't even make it eight months before we were like, screw this, <laughs> let's go buy another house. <laughs> Uh, and we ended up buying another 25, uh, uh, 2,500 square foot house. <laughs> wow. You know, I go through that too. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think it, it's very similar in my mind, at least to the RV thing. And, and so at least you've done it and maybe learned, but maybe not since you're, you spent time doing what I do, but I think tiny house or RV and then I'm in my office, which is in the lower level of my 2,700 square foot house. And then I, I go over to the restroom, the bathroom. And I think on my way there, I just walked outside of my tiny house like three times. Getting right. to my bathroom. <laughs> yes, so, yes. So it could be the same in a tiny house, but only if I were going to the outhouse, which is absolutely entirely possible. Well, and 
to that point, so oh, another thing that I, I love to do, um, I, I get into these gardening things and I, you know, I would love to buy a couple acres of land and, and do nothing but just have my own little farm where I can grow all of my own food. John, I have a brown thumb and so does my wife. I try to grow things in my container. This year, it was the biggest harvest ever. I got four cherry tomatoes and two miniature jalapeno peppers. Wow. And I planted corn. I planted uh, different types of tomatoes. I pr- planted some herbs and peppers and more tomatoes and pumpkins. And I got my huge harvest of four cherry tomatoes wow. and a couple of jalapenos. Were they supposed yeah, to be isn't cherry that amazing? tomatoes? So I were should they the really... regular size ones? No, they were. They okay. were. And I was surprised because the, I, when I planted them, I thought they were beefsteak. So <laughs> you can see where this is going. Um so the last thing I should do is go buy a couple of acres and put a, a little mini farm on it because I, I can't grow cherry. I can't grow beefsteak tomatoes. They come out as cherry tomatoes. So it's the same um, conversation I have with people who are into fishing. Are you a fisherman? I have fishing poles. Yes. Okay. So as <laughs> that's all I needed to know, because you think you think that it's a great idea, but then execution uh-huh. can somehow, as long as they still sell that stuff at the store, I'm okay. Exactly. Yeah. When I get the bug, I'll go buy a cheap rod and, and go sit on someone else's boat and, uh, and fish until, uh, you know, the beers are gone. You hit on something really important. There are certain items that you want your friends to own and not you. Exactly. And the items are old homes because yep. old homes are great and beautiful to look at. And the woodwork is amazing, but I grew up in a hundred year old house. So I know mm-hmm. what it's like. Uh, boats. You want your friend to, friends to own boats that they will graciously allow you to fill the gas tank with. Cause I will fill a hundred gas tanks rather than buy one. Yes. Um, what yeah, else? And, and, old and just, cars, maybe? just to be fair, old cars. Well, I'm, there's still debate on that one. So I agree with you with the boats and, and yeah. things like that. I, I, my favorite saying is the the best two days in a boat owner's life yes. is the day they buy a boat and the day they sell that it. That is correct. Um, I think, I think the same goes with, with some old cars, even though that is not necessarily a passion, but going back another rabbit hole, yeah. uh, I think it would be fantastic to own a, uh, an old, I, I'm a big Porsche fan. I love 911s. Nah. I would love to own a, a mid sixties, nine eleven. I probably would sit in the garage most of the time. And the same, I would love to own a, an early to mid seventies uh, CJ five uh, Wrangler uh, or a CJ seven. Actually, I probably prefer a CJ seven. Why that age? You know, I, I just think that that's the classics. Um, part of the, the, the Wrangler, same. the first, they kind of look the same. But the first Wrangler I ever drove was a nineteen seventy eight CJ seven, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love that. And then you, you look, like, you watch old TV shows. Were you with your uh, girlfriend? No, she, I, I was not with my girlfriend. That was a 97. Okay. Um, I knew there was uh, one in there. Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. Yeah. That was. What uh, year was the girlfriend? I've had several. <laughs> same year as me. We, we, same vintage. Okay. Good. Um, at that point. Uh, and uh, the, uh, so, you know, it, the Jeep thing, I just, in the old eighties TV shows, you watch MacGyver and you watch um, um, uh, some of the other, uh, what was he? Did MacGyver have a Jeep? No, that was Airwolf. Airwolf had a Jeep in it. Uh, Dukes of Hazard had a Jeep in it. So it was just that. Well, was yeah, my, that was Daisy. That was my 
They also had cut-off yeah, jeans. Had, in it. Well, what's wrong with cut-off jeans? Nothing, I wear them every day. But it doesn't have to be in a Jeep. It could have been in a Gremlin. No, no. It needs to be in a Jeep. Well, maybe a Jeep's I, better. I'm not but... a big fan of Gremlins. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Gremlins came from your age or your age group, but, you know, terrible. Jeeps oh, was all about mine. Remember the AMC Pacer? <laughs> that was the terrible. Pacer. But if Catherine <laughs> Bach would have had Daisy Dukes inside of the AMC Pacer, mainly because you could see inside those things, they were like a bathtub on wheels. You, I, I would, uh, I mean, I, I would say I need a pacer because maybe Catherine Bach will join me. There you go. There you go. Just a thought. So when it comes to old cars, I would love to own it, but I, I do, I agree with you. I think that it would probably end up, um, with the exception of the Jeep. I mean, I've had, I've had three, I've had two Jeeps now that I've owned and, and I loved every second of the day The the worst day of my life, the two worst days of my life were the days that I, I actually sold my Jeeps. Um, and they were good for good reasons both times, but it still doesn't it doesn't take away the pain, John. It doesn't take away the We've pain. We've owned two Jeeps, um, so I understand, but ours were uh, a, a Cherokee and a Grand Cherokee, the old school ones. Um, I, I love the, the old Cherokees. They're yeah. very, very nice. It was a box on wheels. It was a box on wheels. They were bulletproof. They were just, really good, I, but they had transmission problems, as I found out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I we had a Cherokee once too. My mom had a Cherokee, and and I think um, they took it back. It was a lemon, oh. and she never got another one. But she did. She did eventually buy a Wrangler, and, and absolutely loved it. You so. know, and so I like the Wrangler Unlimited. I really do. And I'm I'm liking the looks of the new. Is it the Gladiator? That's their new truck. Oh yeah, I am so excited about that it's because cool. that's it is very cool. So I I've always I've never owned a truck. I've my my dad has owned a truck has owned many trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stepdad had trucks. Uh, everyone around me has trucks. My father-in-law has a truck. So you don't need um, to buy I a love, truck. That's perfect. I don't need to buy a truck, but I love trucks. I would yeah. love to buy a truck, yeah. but I'm always torn. If if I were, and for our, our fan, uh, <laughs> I drive a lot and, and for work, I'm in the car constantly. So I can't, and that was one of the, that was actually the reason I got rid of my first Jeep was I needed something that had better gas mileage because they suck gas. Oh, sure. Um, so I, I had to go to a car and that's what I usually drive now is a car, but I want a truck so bad. And I also want a Jeep so bad again. But the problem is one gas mileage yep. and two, uh, which one do I get? Because, you know, if I didn't have a job where I had to drive a lot, I would have one or the other, but I still love the Jeep so much, but I love the, the ability to have a truck. So now with this new gladiator, there's it's, it's both. I can have a Jeep that the top will come off. The doors will come off, but then I'll have a bed like a truck. Boom. Problem solved. Crisis averted. That's beautiful. It's it's pure genius. It is. I think uh, I think Jeep knows that you're probably their primary market for that vehicle. I am their demographic, absolutely. <laughs> hey, but so the so on that same topic with the Jeeps, the the uh, uh, what what's the big one again with the uh, the four doors. Uh, the unlimited. Um, thank you. It, it's you know they have those things. Well, two doors too, but the four doors they have, and they're all upfit, and they're expensive. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, they're so expensive. You get the wheels and tires on, and then the lift kits and the. I mean, it, it's nothing to spend sixty to a hundred thousand dollars on one of those things. Right, and you're not considered by the Jeep world to be a true Jeeper unless you've done that to your Jeep, Holy which God. that was not always the case. No. When I had my first Jeep, that was not the case. I mean, yes, there were people that modified, but we didn't modify. It was the Jeep came out as a Jeep, and it was a badass thing no matter what. 
And now you can't, you you can't just drive a regular Jeep and be considered a true Jeep person unless you modify. I I just, my second one was modified by the way. I don't know how people afford it because it's not, I mean, even just to do a wheel and tire package with a lift kit, a three or four inch lift kit. uh, I've looked at some of those and it's not cheap. Not at all, yeah. especially if you want it done right. I mean, there are plenty of that are. Oh yeah, are I don't not want it done, done right. right. No, I didn't even think about that. Yes, of course yeah. you want it yeah. done right. <laughs> so my my mom's Jeep Wrangler, she also had it modified, but she didn't have it lifted, um, and there they didn't do it right. It, it was done at the dealership, and that's what how she bought it. She didn't know enough about it, and quite honestly, at that time, I didn't know enough about it either. I wasn't in the car business. Uh, I was around it, but I wasn't in sure. it. Uh, so I, I really didn't know much about it, but uh, she had oversized tires put on mud tires um, and she had all five, which that's a, that's another Jeep mistake people make is they'll get four big tires, yeah. but then they'll leave the spare you need five as the, yeah. So you need five. And then when you do, by the way, when you do a tire rotation, you need to do a five tire rotation. Yes, you do. Uh, uh, see, a lot of people don't, yeah. they'll do the four tire rotation and, and it's like, guys, no, you've got to get all five in there because you know, you wear down these big tires and then when you have to put a spare on, now you're, you've got one big tire and, and uh, three small ones. <laughs> it doesn't work. But anyway, I digress. She put two, they had two bumpers on it. I mean, the Jeep looked awesome, yep. but they, these are big, heavy tires. Which means the fuel economy was way up. <laughs> oh yeah, it went way up. I mean, it was, I was getting a whopping 12 miles per gallon yeah. when I drove this thing. Yep. Uh, and I, and I'm a lead foot. So, um, <laughs> I'm really not, but so she, she, she had this, the all five tires. So big tire, big mudding tire on the back, but what they didn't do. And they also, it couldn't sit in the regular, um, or on the regular mount. So they had to add another steel mount, which also matched the tube bumpers. So there was a lot of weight in back. They didn't lift it. They didn't change the suspension. So if you looked at the Jeep, the, the ass end was closer to the ground than the front end. So it wasn't riding level. Because there was so much weight. Oh my gosh! Back. Really? Yeah. yeah, but no one, no one really, no one really paid attention. So <laughs> uh, my mom passed away in 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 two thousand and eight. Mm. I'm sorry, two thousand ten. Mm. Um, two thousand ten. And I inherited this Jeep, and I was driving it from Minnesota, where where I grew up, down to Nashville, where I live. And I'm just driving along, and and I'm I'm just passing by all these people, and I'm going, why is everyone driving so slowly? And, and I, and I look at my speedometer and I'm going, you know, what speed I thought I was going. And then, um, (laughs) I, I, I found out later in a, in a very strange way that they also had not made an adjustment for the size of the tires to the the speedometer. Oh my gosh. So I was going probably five miles an hour, five to 10 miles an hour faster than I thought I was going (laughs) because of the speedometer, (laughs) because the tires were so big. Right. And again, I didn't know that that was something that had to be done, but the dealership didn't do it when they put all this stuff oh, on. Man. So you, you have to be very careful about the, the modifications you make. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily go to the quality of the modifications. I'm sure the modifications were fine, but, but you've got to be careful and you have to understand when you're making these modifications that, that you have to have them done right. Oh, my Otherwise you're screwed my gosh. or you're getting a ticket. Yeah. Well, I, and it would have been a great story to tell the officer when you got pulled over, but you know, at least... It's a, it's something that sounds real at least. So. Well, I tell you what, I, I have never once gotten a speeding ticket or any sort of ticket in a Jeep Wrangler because at that time, both times I, I got pulled over in my Jeeps, 
not once did the the guy really care about anything other than talking about the uh, Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. That's which is probably now that it's so saturated and there's so many out there, it probably wouldn't happen again. But well, but with the you know, back with then, the modifications, it still might be. That's the beauty is maybe you, don't, you know you just don't notice as many of them on the road. I was I was on the General Motors uh, Hummer team for a while, and we actually did introductions of the new model. Makes makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah, I'm not sure anything makes sense when it comes to that because Hummer. Well, it, uh, it had some real attraction to me, and, and they were amazing off road. Um, you know, they they were still uh, they were pulled off the market because you know uh, fuel economy and and General Motors pulled the plug because they thought that they leased a vehicle, and well, gosh, if the value goes down, oh no, well, we're suddenly going to be. <laughs> held to account for yeah. the lower value. Well, that's what closed-end leasing is all about. Again, uh, I will digress, but it's 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 amazing uh uh how how cool those vehicles were. I actually went on the track in South Bend and took the H1 Alpha, which was kind of their uh, amazing $150,000 off-road vehicle, and I was with these professional instructors, driving instructors, and they were teaching me how to go up this rock wall and, and, uh, that was awesome. the best we did everything. And, and, you know, I was on the tour, so they wanted to make sure that I knew how to drive the thing off road. And, and I learned and it was right. pretty amazing. Now let's, uh, let's clarify for the, though, for our fans yes. that the, the H one is a true Hummer. It's, it, it was the Hummer body. It was all of the, Everything, the trappings of the military Hummer, just it just made a lot more um, uh, consumer friendly. But the other Hummers, the H2, the H3, so on and so forth, were not true Hummers. Well, they were ground-up designs. They were built off platforms of other GM vehicles. And so uh, while they were outfitted like a Hummer, and they still had some impressive uh, capacities, the, the H2 was its own body, but it used uh, Chevrolet uh, power plants and uh, transmissions and so on. Although they were, it was uh, updated for the H2. H2 was surprisingly capable off-road. Um, really? Yeah, because it didn't seem like it would be. It had a very high center of gravity and uh, it just didn't, it didn't feel that firm like an h1 did which sat so low to the ground and was so wide you could i mean you had to shout so the person sitting next to you could hear you it was because they were so far away <laughs> not because it was loud uh but right like in the next county the, but the h2 was i learned to drive one of those off-road too and while you had to approach things a little differently than the h1 it was not too bad um h3 it had its own set of challenges. There's no question. Uh, and we'll have other stories about that maybe at another time that we'll revisit, but uh, uh, fun going with the professional drivers when they take these vehicles off road, it, it makes for uh, uh, an interesting ride with some of these people who are afraid of nothing <laughs> when they take an off road vehicle <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, okay. Well, that actually kind of brings us back to what we were talking about earlier. So another uh, group of videos that I, I actually don't watch them very often, but I've seen them are these, the Jeepers that take these, uh, the Jeeps, these Jeeps off-road. I, 
and it, it's not videos that I watch, but I actually follow Instagram. So it's another rabbit hole you can go down as the Instagram yep. rabbit hole. Um, I, I follow Jeep Wranglers and a lot of these Jeep posts are these crazy people that are taking Jeeps in these places that I'm like, I, you know, I would take my, my Geo Prism off road more than I took my Jeep Wrangler. Uh, but these guys are climbing rocks, they're climbing cliff faces, they're flipping, they're going in ponds upside down. And you're like, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Well, and are, but it's easy to fall down that road. Well, it is. And, and a lot of them, I mean, some of the extreme ones with the articulating uh, uh, suspension. I mean, it's a... You want to talk about expensive. Oh my gosh, I know. Can you imagine? That's yeah, incredible. For sure. So there's, I mean, there's, there's so much and, and there is no limit to what, as you said, no limit to what you can spend on those things um, to get them. But again, I, how much would you and I have the chance to take it off road that much to make it worth it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. that. I, I wasn't kidding. I, I had a, a Geo Prism before I had my first Jeep Wrangler, and I took that thing off road more than I took my Jeep. On purpose, or did you I mean, just drive and, off and, the and road? I, I hate to admit that. Well, I worked at a golf course, and you know it's kind of fun to take things out in the middle of the night. <laughs> but you know, well, that's a that's a story for yes, another time, is. Jahan. <laughs> and it's one we will come back to. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, but but rabbit holes. I mean, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Facebook, I, I personally and don't fall down many Facebook rabbit holes anymore because I, I spend more time on on Instagram and, and YouTube. But um, definitely uh, other places to fall down rabbit holes into uh, into the things that, again, I think it it boils down to things that we want to do but we may never ever do. So we live vicariously through these people that have these experiences. Agreed. And another another group of of uh, people that that my wife and I tend to watch are those that are traveling around the world. And all they're doing, their their whole goal. Um, we watch uh, what is it, Nate, Cat, and Nate? Hmm. I think Nate and Cat. I don't um, I don't remember their names, but they're actually from here in Nashville, and they have been for the last couple of years just traveling around the world. Their goal is to hit a hundred countries, um, and and they uh, they had a goal and a time set in mind that they were going to hit a hundred countries by I think his name is Nate Nate's thirtieth birthday, and now they're pushing past. You know, they said, oh, we're going to travel for a year. And then they were going to travel to his 30th birthday. Now they're traveling even further. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it's it, it's an income for them. Now. Yeah. That's the other yeah. part of it, too. And, and that if you can work YouTube that like that, you're right. Yeah. And there are a lot of people. Uh, when you get over 100,000 subscribers, uh, it, it can be pretty darn lucrative. And, and what's interesting, we mentioned this Joe Robonet who, you know, builds the shelters out in the woods with uh, 953,000 subscribers. He gets thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Not only that, but he has all of these sponsors that give him stuff to try. Sponsors and <laughs> exactly. And then uh, he probably, I'm assuming, because most of the the people that I watch have it too. Patreon, Patreon, pages, yeah, yeah. This is a yeah fantastic idea for a company to come up with with this. You can support your favorite YouTube star or your favorite blogger or whatever you want. Whoever signed up with this. And that's just another way for them to make money. So one of the the sailing videos I watch, um, it's uh, the sailing vessel yeah. Delos. Um, they have a Patreon page, and I went up there the other day, and and they they could use it, and then they may they use it to support themselves along with their yep. YouTube income. But what they're trying to do is build another boat, and this is how they save their their through their Patreon save to build the boat. And that is that is the beauty of of uh, Patreon. But uh, for some of these, even, even is, if they is. get 
you know, a, a dollar a month or five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. Uh, they're delighted with that because you don't have anybody Absolutely. skimming off the top. If you'll forgive the term, like, you know, a YouTube, for example, that takes, I mean, whatever they pay these people, it's minuscule compared to what YouTube earns. <laughs> so, so oh, absolutely. it's fair yeah. to say that uh, uh, they would much rather to get Patreon money, which they get the vast lion's share of, uh, as opposed to uh, uh, getting advertising income. Right. And then, of course, you know, a lot of them have merchandise. Oh, for sure. That they the sell. merch. The hey, merch. we should yeah. do that. And, and that's podcasts. I think we, we should do merch. merch. We're going to do podcast yeah. merch. We, you know, it, potty mouths. You know how potty mouths. Potty, potty mouths. You're not potty sure mouths. what it's called. Drop uh, an f bomb. <laughs> These guys are potty mouths. That's that's <laughs> that's how people will know us. Um, but you know, let we'll we'll get our merch line started, and and that's after we get some people to support us on Patreon. By the way, uh, would you mind supporting us on Patreon? I haven't set up the account yet, but you know, if if that's something that our our fan Brilliant. would like to do, uh, you know. And what did you say the average was? A thousand a month? Isn't that what you said was the average? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From our from, from our, our one. Fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're just looking forward to to our fan supporting us as we uh, endeavor this. this realm of podcast and 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 that that's another uh, rabbit hole too i guess um john i don't know if you listen to a lot of podcasts but some of my favorites are uh, armchair expert with mm -hmm. dax shepherd um uh, my favorite murder uh and uh and i'm just now getting into um sam harris which is a very interesting podcast very divisive i love it uh and and those are those are kind of my three go-tos at this point um i i do listen to id10t uh, as well, he just got restarted, um, but he was my entry when he was the nerdist was my entry into uh, podcasts. So, John, what are some of your favorites? my favorites? Um, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of pottymouse.com. Actually, pottymouse. Pottymouse.com. Pottymouse. Yeah, and it's yeah. plural with an I. Right. Like two eyes. It's at pottymouths on Twitter yes. and Instagram. That's, that's I haven't started any of these. My, my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. Um, I, I like Melling too. Mark Belling is. I, I lean a little to the right of center, and uh, he's a guy in Milwaukee that I like to listen to, and uh, he he does a, does a nice job as well. And I, that you're right. I don't drive as much as I used to, so I, I really it doesn't make sense for me because when I'm home, I'm always on YouTube looking at uh, RVs. Right. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I'm the same way in all respects. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> we were going to have so many listeners. Yeah. We're going to have more it's than a fan. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and just and and I just so everyone knows that the whole um fan thing comes from a very good friend of mine who I I was uh, roommates with in college and he was a jazz musician, jazz guitar musician and uh he would go play these gigs and, and we'd always go, we'd just get a group of, of friends and go. And, and some of the gigs that we would go to would have quite a few people in it, but it, jazz is just one of the, it sometimes becomes very, uh, very much like background music. And uh, there were some places where we would go and, and he'd play and they'd finish a set and no one would clap except for maybe one person. Um, or you know, my group would always clap, but maybe I'd be by myself or something and, and I'd clap and, uh, would come up to the microphone and go, I'd like to thank all of my fan for coming out tonight. 
uh, and <laughs> nobody noticed. It, it, he did it three or four times, and not one person noticed. But I have carried that with me for my entire life because I thought that was the <laughs> funniest thing I had ever heard. I'd like to thank all of my fan for coming out tonight. It's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> all right, I'm Mr. Glad we stole it from that. Yes, oh, I'm going to steal it's great a lot hearing of your voice. Always nice talking to you, whether Likewise. people are listening or not, and. And, uh, and I think they're going to be, I think we're going to, uh, be getting some, uh, uh and it might be our impressions that does it. I'm Absolutely. Not sure. But, Absolutely. uh, or the name uh, of the I podcast, we'll potty mouths, which you can find on potty mouths.com, uh, at potty mouths on yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Um, none of these accounts have been created yet, so don't expect to actually, but they're going to so be, they will be, they will be, and there will be some it's great pictures out. and memes that come up on, uh, Instagram. Um, now you're talking. I love memes. That's ooh, another topic. <laughs> Let's talk about memes. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Me, 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 memes. All right, John. You are on a roll today. <laughs> it has been great talking with Likewise, you. Likewise, sir. Thanks for the time, brother, and we will uh, hang out again uh, next week. Sounds good. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm.